Hello everyone. My name is Brendan Moore. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And welcome to Page Turners They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the Battle of Yavin. Yep, one of the most iconic moments from all of Star Wars. The Battle of Yavin marked the destruction of the first Death Star. Which is not only one of the most iconic moments in the franchise, but also marks the starting point of the Star Wars calendar. In-universe calendar, I should say. So what is it about this battle that is so iconic? Well, let's delve into it. First off, the entire original film centered on the plans to the Death Star, which Princess Leia stored inside R2-D2. Now, of course, many years later, Rogue One fills us in a bit on the details leading up to the Battle of the Alvin. With um, Galen Erso sneaking a secret within the Death Star that the plans would allow the rebels to exploit. And that of course meant that hitting the uh, thermal reactor, thermal exhaust port, just right, would destroy the Death Star. Somewhat impractical, but it's all part of the fun. The Death Star battle is one of the most iconic moments in cinema as well. Now, I can give you an overview, a blow-by-blow of the battle. But since it is so well known, I think I'll spare you that. Other than to say, with the help of Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and Chewbacca, Princess Leia, and R2-D2 are able to get to the Rebel base on Yavin 4. Um, the fourth moon of the gas giant Yavin. And then the Death Star, of course, appears and is preparing to destroy the moon since they tracked the Millennium Falcon to the base. Now it does beg the question why the Death Star had to orbit Yavin as opposed to just hyperspacing 
right there, right next to the element. As we know, the Death Star is hyperspace. At least we assume. Um, but yet again, this is a little question that is a question more than a criticism. And we can have some fun imagining what it means. See, that's one thing. If I may make an aside. That when we talk about little questions we have about Star Wars. Why this, why that. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a criticism. It's more of a... kind of a, that's a fun little discussion we could have. Now, that being said, let's kind of get into it a little bit. The Battle of Yavin is one of the great moments in special effects movie history. Uh, the original model work, and, and I have access, by the way, to an unaltered to an unaltered copy of Star Wars. The visual effects as they stand, unaltered, are breathtaking. Great model work, great pace also. That's one thing, is it's one of the most pulse-pounding moments in movie history because the uh, due to the fact that the it's so well paced that you get so drawn into it because it's so well structured and also marked uh, continued Star Wars' tradition Of course, I don't know if they could call it a tradition since it began this tradition of movies that are faster paced. The editing is quicker, uh, which really defined modern cinema. Because old movie editing used to be a little bit more slow. Star Wars really brought a new style of editing and pacing that really uh, sped things up quite a bit. And certainly the Battle of Yavin is no exception. And that moment, I swear, it, it happens to me every time. The moment that the Death Star blows up causes me to release breath I didn't know I was holding. If that makes sense. It's almost like, you know, when you watch Luke shoot the torpedoes and get them into the exhaust port. He breathes that sigh of relief. When the Death Star explodes, that's exactly the same sigh I get. And not just a sigh, but more of a release of air 
because I was so drawn into the battle, I was like holding my breath and didn't even know it. And it still does that, no matter how many times I see the movie. And to me, that is a sign of a great scene. A great action scene. Now, it's interesting that the battle is really the textbook definition of a climax of a movie. Where that moment the Death Star is destroyed, everything afterwards is, you know, the denouement, it's going down. That's the moment where everything kind of peaks, is that explosion. Uh, also, somebody pointed this out recently, and I, I'm kind of drawing a blank on who said this, but I, I would like to give credit to them as much as I can remember, in that there's a difference between plot and story. Plot is the mechanics of the actual film. The plot of Star Wars, or at least in the bat sequence in the Battle of Yavin, is the Death Star must be destroyed. Okay. But Luke's story is learning to trust the Force. In the climactic battle, the moment that is the climax of Luke's story is when he turns off his targeting computer and trusts completely in the Force. Trusting in the Force to help him make that shot. That's the climax of his story, learning to let go, as Obi-Wan says. But the climax of the plot is when the Death Star is destroyed. Of course, each character has their own story. Whether it's Han Solo returning to save the day, that's the climax of his story. The climax of Luke trusting in the Force. So on and so forth. And the climax, of course, of the plot of the film is the destruction of the Death Star. Which begs another fun question. Of why didn't Galen Urso just rig the Death Star to blow up when it first fired its laser. Maybe it was too obvious. Maybe that's why he hit it as more of a uh, hit hit it as something a little bit more subtle. But if you deliver a torpedo shot in just the right place, you'll blow it up. Yet again, it's a fun little question. The Battle of Yavin features some truly spectacular music from John Williams. 
some of the most iconic in Star Wars, I think. Great visuals. Great, you know, old-fashioned cockpit dogfighting. Now, I have not seen the Dam Busters, which is a 1955 World War II movie, which this climactic scene in Star Wars is based on. The Death Star trench run and all that is based on the movie The Dam Busters. Which, yet again, another fun little question is, you know, why didn't they just fly right to where the exhaust port is? As opposed to going in the trench. But, you know, yet again, that's just a fun little debate we could have. But, in being more like the Dam Busters, being more of a land-based or air-based terrestrial kind of battle, I think George Lucas was trying to capture that same vibe. Even though it's set in space, because of course we have to remember, Star Wars is space fantasy, not science fiction. A lot of great moments occurring during the Battle of Yavin. A lot of great lines, like the Force is stronger with this one. Or use the Force, you know, things like that. Um, some, of course, unfortunately sad deaths of minor characters. Minor characters, who, by the way, have become some of people's favorite characters. Biggs and Corkins and Gold Leader and Red Leader and many of the others, you know, stay on target and that guy. Truly full of iconic imagery, iconic lines, iconic music. It is the definition in my mind of an iconic Films. One of the most memorable movie battles. One of the most pulse pounding moments in all of cinema. And truly the moment, I think, that made special effects what they are today. So the Battle of Gavin is truly an extraordinary moment. Now, what I'm going to do right now is we're going to take a short break and when I return I'll discuss my personal feelings about the battle, about the characters, and other things in this climactic and explosive, quite literally, sequence. See you in a moment. Hi everyone, we're back. And we're back. Alright, so let's talk about my feelings toward this iconic battle. Well, I love this battle. Um, I don't really like to rank 
the battles in Star Wars. I think that for me, the battle of Endor in Return of the Jedi is my favorite Star Wars battle. Uh, the Battle of Yavin is definitely up there, but yet again, it's hard to play favorites. The Battle of Yavin, the Battle of Hot, the Battle of Endor. Um, definitely some great moments uh, in Star Wars. But the Battle of Yavin is definitely the most, I think, iconic. Quintessential Star Wars battle. Now, admittedly, it only really takes place in one stage. What I mean to say is that, like, for instance, in Return of the Jedi, there were three stages of the battle. There was the battle in space, the battle on the ground, and the lightsaber duel. Now, arguably, the battle of Endor is, has rep come to represent has come to represent the, the ideal Star Wars battle. A battle that also involves a lightsaber duel. In a way, with a duel that will decide the fate of the galaxy just as much as the actual battle will. The Battle of Yavin does not have that. But the Battle of Yavin does encapsulate I think, what is meant by the phrase Star Wars. Wars among the stars. X-Wings, of course. X-Wings are Y-Wings, some of my favorite Star Wars ships. Involved in this climactic battle is pretty amazing. Now, I played the X-Wing flight simulator game a lot as a kid, and I love the X-Wings, though there will always be a special place in my heart for Y-Wings. Probably because of this battle. You know, it's really, if you think about it, it's great that the Rebels won. But let us consider for a moment how many people they lost. Only three people survived the battle. Or at least those who had actually participated in the whole. Uh, in all of the battle, I should say. Because Han Solo survived, but he wasn't there for very long. And we know that those survivors are Luke and Wedge. Those are the two X-Wings. The Y-Wing we actually learned in the canon at least recently in a comic book that it's um, the Alderanian pilot Evan Verlaine uh, who appears in the Princess Leia miniseries comic. Um, and that's how we learn the identity of that person in the Y-Wing. Um, you know, speaking of Han Solo's return, you know, Han Solo has a lot of iconic moments. But I think that that may be his most iconic, well, 
maybe not iconic, but maybe the most telling of his personality. The idea that he's inclined to want to run away. He normally wants to run away and shirk responsibility. But his heart seems to get the better of him. Which is interesting because years later, Snoke tells Ben Solo, you have too much of your father's heart. Which ultimately Ben does, as we saw in The Rise of Skywalker. Han Solo is the kind of guy that will try to run away. But will always come back because he knows it's the right thing to do. It does make you wonder what kind of conversation were he and Chewie having as they flew away from Young and Four with all their money. Because, you know, Leia was right. They got paid. And she said, you know, money's all you care about. You know, basically, so. Then that's what you'll receive, I believe were her exact words. I imagine, particularly, well, in the last moment, as Han and Luke kind of have their bitter farewell from each other, you know, Luke says, I take care of yourself. I guess that's what you're best at. And Han says, you know, hey Luke, may the force be with you. You know, iconic line. In fact, just to be clear, on the American Film Institute list of the top 100 movie quotes, that quote is on there. I don't remember off the top of my head which number it is. But the specific moment in which that line is spoken is that moment. When Han says it to Luke. That's what the AFI list is referring to. Now, it's interesting, right after that, Chewie gives Han a look. And Han says, what are you looking at? I know what I'm doing. I can't help but get the feeling that Chewbacca may have been the one to ultimately convince Han to listen to his heart and turn around and do the right thing. So if that's true, Chewie saved the galaxy. So Han Solo showed up in just the right moment, distracted Lord Vader, went spinning off into space, allowing Luke to deliver the final killing blow to the Death Star. Truly a great moment. And truly the most telling of Han Solo's personality. So this battle tells us a lot about the characters. And for me, it is within this battle that we say Luke and Han and R2-D2 demonstrating their true colors, who they really are. 
in a moment of duress, they have to be as honest as they can be with who they are, and that reveals who they are inside to me. So I love the Battle of the Island because of what it tells us about the characters. To me, that's more important than the battle itself. Is what it tells us about the characters, what it reveals about them. What under duress would... I, because I think that when a lot of people are under stress or in the on the spot. How they choose to deal with it reveals a lot about their personalities. So, the battle tells us a lot about the characters. The battle is visually stunning, no matter what version it is. The changes that George Lucas made to the Battle of Yavin are not enough to take away from that moment at all. In fact, visually, they fit in well enough that you can't really tell the difference sometimes. And it is seamlessly done enough that it's not distracting. So that is one moment that I don't mind the changes. But regardless, it's visually stunning either way. Truly a defining moment in the history of movie special effects. The fact that these guys, basically on a shoestring budget, with almost no time to spare, were able to create some of the most incredible visual effects we've ever seen. And I think even to this day. So a lot of credit goes to ILM. Richard Dykstra and his team all did excellent work. Excellent model work, excellent camera work. It's just a truly extraordinary piece of filmmaking. And George Lucas deserves a lot of credit for creating such an iconic moment. So those are my thoughts on the Battle of Yavin. Truly an extraordinary piece of film history. My name is Brennan Marr, that noise you hear is my ventilator. And thank you for tuning in to Page Turners They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you.